Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is the HR Mentor Podcast. I hope this week you're getting a chance to go outside and enjoy some of the summer sunshine. I know I'm excited to finally see some warmer weather as my family and I are heading out on vacation this week. As a result, this week's episode is going to be a little bit shorter than the previous ones, but I know there's still going to be incredible value here for you. Today, we're going to be talking about how to handle rejection when it comes to your job search. Now, we're talking about this in the context of your job search, but this can apply to many other areas of your life, professional and otherwise. I'm going to share with you a few ways that you can help manage rejection or feedback that you get through the process of your job search. And I'm also going to share a personal story about the time when I felt the most rejected after applying for a job. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately, a fulfilling HR career. One of the things I know for sure is that when you put yourself out there, you are bound to face some form of rejection and feedback. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're a baker, at some point, someone won't love your cake. If you're an architect, not everyone will love the building you designed. If you're a singer, not everyone will love all your songs. If you're a painter, not everyone will love your art. If you're a leader, not everyone will love your style. And if you're a teacher, not everyone will love your class or what you teach. Trust me, that one I know for sure. And it doesn't matter how much blood, sweat, and tears you put into something or how much you love it. That doesn't automatically guarantee that everyone will go crazy for whatever it is you do. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. You know why? Because someone might love it and someone might benefit from it. And you holding back from sharing yourself and what you love and your work prevents those who will love it from receiving it. My father was an artist. It wasn't his job. But drawing and painting were his passion. But he never shared it with anyone beyond our family because he didn't think anyone else would love it. I love it. And I loved him. So my house is covered in his art. And thankfully, his passion has been passed down to my daughter, who was the recipient of his drawings and paintings and also many of his lessons. But fear held him back from sharing. He didn't think he was good enough to sell his art or to show it to other people. Fear of rejection or negative feedback holds so many people back. It's why it took me months to launch this podcast and do so many other things in my life. I had to come to a place of acceptance that not everyone will love everything I do or say, but that some people will and some people will benefit from it. And that is reason enough. Well, the same goes for your job search. Not every employer you meet or job you apply for is going to be the one, but one of them will be, and it's that one that you're looking for. Rejection and constructive feedback are part of growth and persistence, and there's value to getting feedback from others. I remember a story that Jack Canfield shared at the seminar I attended with him about his own publishing journey. 
He was told early on that publishers didn't want to buy anthologies when he was pitching Chicken Soup for the Soul with his writing partner. But they persisted. They ended up sending it to over 150 publishers before they got a yes. Can you imagine getting 150 no's and never giving up? But look at how that changed not only Jack's life, but the life of so many people through the stories shared in his books. And now Jack has gone on and he teaches aspiring writers and entrepreneurs and all kinds of individuals how to find their own success with these principles. All of that probably would have been lost if they'd given up on the 75th rejection. So the point is that persistence is important and getting feedback and facing rejections, i.e. getting no's, is part of the process of looking for jobs and building a career. Now, there is also a lot of value in getting feedback from others. Number one, feedback helps you improve what you're offering and how you're presenting yourself. Number two, it also reminds you how much you want what you want. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and for some reason, I cannot remember who said it. But essentially, the idea was that jealousy is sometimes a good thing for us to experience as humans, because sometimes it reminds us of how badly we want something. And that's what rejection can do. If we really want something, we'll often feel disappointed when we don't get to experience it. And it also can help us see if we really do want something and why we want it. If you can accept that getting feedback and facing some no's or rejections throughout the process of your job search and as you build your career, then it makes it a lot easier to move forward and take the next step. But I also want to share a few ways that you can overcome some of the rejection and the fear of hearing the word no or not this time. And I've got about five suggestions of things you can do to help you with this. The first one is to reframe the rejection. Now, when I say reframe, I want you to think about your rejection in a different perspective. Rather than looking at getting a no or not this time when you are unsuccessful in a particular competition, I want you to think about this as just feedback that maybe you're not a match for this job and this organization at this time. Use that phrase that Carol Dweck taught us when talking about growth mindset, not yet. And this is a really important reframe. Because if we look at this feedback or this no as just a not yet rather than a not ever, it really helps us move on and take the next step. The other part of reframing this is also to try and look at this as feedback about the presentation that you made or the package that you put together as opposed to the company or the hiring manager rejecting you. They're not rejecting you as a person but they are saying that you're not the right fit for them at this time. But I want you to try and reframe that as not yet, as opposed to a personal rejection of yourself, because it's not. You're a great person. You just have to find the right employer, the right job, and the right organization. So number one is to try and reframe the rejection. Number two is to take responsibility. 
By take responsibility, I know it wasn't your decision to not hire you. Of course, you would hire yourself if the choice was yours. But when I say take responsibility, what I want you to do is ask yourself, could you have done anything differently through the selection process? Do you know what you value and what value you offer the organization? Did you do all of the preparation that you possibly could? Did you get feedback from other people about your resume or practice your interview questions? That's what I mean by taking responsibility. If at the end of the day you can say, I can't do any better than I am, I can't do anything differently, then great, move on. But there's lots of times where if we take a step back and look at our own actions or the effort that we put in, we can often find that there's more we could have done. So I want you to be really honest with yourself and ask yourself that question. Could I have done anything different or better? Take responsibility. Number three, ask for feedback. Now, a lot of employers or potential employers won't give feedback after an interview. I think employers are cautious about this, but I don't think there's anything wrong with general feedback. If you'll recall the story I shared a couple of weeks ago where I got feedback about the direction I was taking with my job search, that was invaluable to me and allowed me to really shift gears and be more targeted in my job search and look for jobs that were more appropriate to my level of experience. So I think it's worthwhile to ask. Recognize you may not get it and don't be upset about that. Some employers are really reluctant to do this, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Who knows, you might meet somebody that can give you a little bit of feedback. Maybe you didn't present well in the interview or your presentation missed the mark in terms of the topic, whatever it is. Even a little bit of feedback could help you along the way. The fourth thing I want you to do is take action. Once you've had a chance to kind of reframe and look at what you could have done differently, I want you to get busy and move on to the next job. It's really important that you don't let one no drag you down from the next possible yes. It's out there. It's just like when you sell a house. It has to be the right person. It's the same with your job search. You just have to meet the right organization and be the right candidate at that time. And a lot of that you can't control. But if you're doing the prep and putting in the effort, there is going to be someone out there for you. So take action, get busy, work on your resume, work on your interview prep, think about your values and how they fit in, do informational interviews, get feedback from your friends or colleagues or mentors, take a course, whatever it is you feel that will help you move towards your goal of finding the right employer. But it's important that you stay busy and active in your job search. The fifth one, and probably the most important one, is to be aware of your limiting beliefs and how they might be impacting you. Now, if you're not sure about limiting beliefs, I encourage you to go back and listen to this episode. It's episode two. And work on whatever limiting beliefs you think are holding you back. Do you go into the interview telling yourself, there's no way you're going to get this job? Do you feel like you don't have enough experience for the jobs you're applying for? That could be true. Maybe you need to adjust your strategy there. But look at the kind of messages you're telling yourself about your job search and which ones might be limiting. When you got the no, did you tell yourself you're never going to find an HR job or you're never going to make a career out of this? It takes time and it takes patience. 
But if those are the messages you're constantly telling yourselves, you're not opening yourself up to opportunities. So really try and reframe some of your limiting beliefs to be more supportive of what your goal is, which is to get an HR job. So go back and listen to episode two if this is something that you need a little bit of help with and actually do the exercises in the worksheet. You can download that for free on the website at www.unicorngroup.ca forward slash episode dash two. Okay, let's do a quick recap. So the five things I suggest you do to help overcome rejection in your job search are number one, reframe the rejection. Remember the term, not yet. Take responsibility for the effort and the action that you took throughout the selection process and in your job search. Ask yourself, could I have done anything differently? Number three, ask for feedback from the employer, the hiring manager, the recruiter. But don't be surprised if you can't get any. It's still worth asking if you have the opportunity to do so. And number four, take action. So get busy, move on to the next job. Hone your skills, practice your interview. And number five, be aware of your limiting beliefs and reframe any limiting beliefs that you feel might be holding you back. Okay, I promised you one quick story about my own experience. One of my worst rejections was actually for a job I didn't really care that much about, but it gutted me, and I'll explain why. You see, I wanted to move to a different city than the one I was living in. My family was really young at the time, and I didn't want to raise them in a big city or in the area we were in, and I wanted to be closer to my family. So I was actively looking for HR roles in another city. And this one had come up, but it was for a regional HR advisor job, and it was for a company that did not align with my values. But I really, really wanted to move, and that was my motivation. That's why I was attracted to this particular job. The work itself sounded meaningful and interesting, but the organization would have been a compromise for me. Regardless, I thought I did a really good job of selling myself through the interview. We actually never did a face-to-face, but I had two or three phone interviews. But I still thought I had done a really great job. When I got the no from the regional director, I was really shocked and actually quite gutted. The director gave me some feedback because I asked for it. And what she told me was that I didn't have the right kind of experience. She could probably tell I wasn't head over heels with the industry or the company. It was actually in the retail industry and I had spent most of my career in public sector at that point. And her feedback was reasonable and she was totally right. It wasn't the right fit for me. I had never managed an HR team, especially one the size that I would be working with. And I wasn't passionate about the company or the industry or the role, but I was still really upset about it. And one of the things that I took away from that is it really reinforced what I wanted and that was to be in a different community. And so once I had that dialed in, because this was one of the first jobs that I had applied for and been considered for in this new city, but once I went through that experience, I was able to really understand I wasn't as worried about the type of work I would do. I wasn't worried about taking a step back in my career. My motivation was very personal, 
and very focused on my family. And so that whole experience, when I gave myself some time to step back and and really think about why it was so upsetting for me, because I was very disappointed for many days, I really realized that I had to shift gears. I had to change my focus more towards the community and less about the type of HR role. So I kept looking at different opportunities in that location. And eventually, a few months later, I did have a great opportunity. It was in an organization that was aligned with my purpose and my values, and I was a really great fit for it. Yes, it was a step back for me financially and position-wise because I had been in a manager position in the organization I was in. But I reached my goal. My goal was to move my family and to continue to work in HR. And I made some incredible connections at that new job and still have those connections today. So there was a lot of value in that whole experience for me of taking a step back, looking at my rejection, understanding why I was so upset about this job that I didn't really care about, and then shifting gears. I started to take action. I started to really understand what my motivation was. And in a few short months, I was successful in achieving my goal. So I want you to keep that in mind as you're going through your job search and you're being considered for jobs. They're not all going to say yes to you. But if you keep going and you keep trying and you keep honing your skills and getting more dialed into what you value and what's important to you, the right one is going to be out there. I'm quite confident it's not going to take 150 no's before you get a yes. But even if it does, if you can find a job that's aligned with your values, your purpose, and gives you an opportunity to break into your HR career, it'll be worth it. So I want you to have a really great week. I'm going to enjoy some fun time with my family and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.